You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey. <laughs> My, I knew he was going to do a fucking yeah. weird starter. Yeah. So <laughs> Welcome to Sorry in Advance, the Golic Family Podcast. I am so, so very broken right now. <laughs> please, I, please don't, don't expect a lot from me today. <laughs> I am. So I have learned something in the last two weeks that... When people look at someone like me and say, oh, man, Mike, you know, you're, you're single. You don't have any dependence. You can only worry about yourself. Like, that's a great thing. You get this time to be selfish. No, right now, I am a single father of me who's realized that that lifestyle also means when I am getting ready to move, that I'm out here raw dogging this thing, solo dolo. And my God in heaven, is that a terrible idea? I like... The number one takeaway I have in this move is no one should move ever. We should pick one house and die there. Like That's Jake's plan, right? <laughs> yeah. You just I'm never that? moving again. This is it. Yeah. But we've all we've all moved. So everybody has moved, Mike, except you. You know, Chris and I, obviously Jake and Jenny, Ben and Sid, Mikey A. You have not moved at this point, and you're going through your first move. What has been the most stressful part of it? seeing my things out in the open (laughs) 
everything in my house is now my enemy. Before it was my friend. It was a confidant. It had a use and a purpose and then a place to go. And now it's all just out staring at me. Like, what the fuck are you going to do, guy? What are you going to do? So I don't have a good answer for it. Have have you thrown away more than you thought you would throw away? Because you have no one, no one to answer to. It's your decision whether you keep it or not. Yeah. Oh, I've, I, I, there's the people at Goodwill know me by name at this point. I roll up and they just start to wheel the barrel out there. The folks at the U-Haul store have gotten used to me kind of like, mom told me at the beginning of this, you're never going to buy enough boxes and sure as shit, I've gone to the U-Haul store like five separate times and I keep nuking boxes and bubble wrap and packing paper and all this bullshit. All- have, you, have you hit the point of packing yet where you don't even want to pack anymore so you just start throwing shit away? Yes. I yeah. just I had a bunch of stuff set aside that I was going to put in a box and I looked at it today. I said, no, fuck you. You're like, you actually don't need it. Yeah. You know I what? Hate kitchen I'll stuff the most, like packing kitchen stuff. It just it's never endless. fits like correctly. Well, the thing is, too, most of it has to be packed in a certain way. Like clothes, you can kind of just fold and like get on with it. But like glasses and plates. How the right. fuck do you pack a KitchenAid? Like that's my thing. Every yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I don't have the box anymore. So no, no. Who does? no. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know who's kept the box for any of these things. But yeah, it's just the world's worst game of Tetris. That's going on in my kitchen right now. And that's the exact part I just got done with. And like, the only thing that's prepared me for this is football because it's the monotony of training camp where you just do some sort of like mindless task over and over again until you pass out every day. And that's me. (laughs) I wake up every day. I I have a coffee and I start packing at like 730 in the morning and I just go and I pack until someone asks me to podcast. And then I podcast for a little (laughs) bit. I fucking pack more. I, I think the, the toughest part about it is when you move, everything has to be empty. It's like every closet, every nook and cranny, you have to take everything out. And it seems like there are endless things in your house and like everything just keeps appearing and, and you never can get rid of it all. Nothing tests a relationship quite like a move too. nothing. That's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. And Jenny and I have done it four times. Is it only four? We're coming up on five. Okay. Have you gotten any real knockdown drag outs? Uh, it's always when someone hits their shin. Like, remember when you <laughs> hit your shin yeah. with the um, like bed frame? Yep. And it was just so much silence. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And we always find ourselves moving in the dead of summer, too. Yeah. Like, it's hot and humid as hell here. Yep. Or, yep. like, the I always find the junk drawers really hard, too, because, like, especially, oh. like, girls, like, you have your junk drawer, like standard, but then you have like your makeup junk drawer where it's like, I don't know what to do with the. It's, I don't know. The junk drawers always are tough for me. So I, I said this to someone the other day, there's just a lot of things they don't tell you about as you become like an adult person. Like, what am I supposed to do with old checkbooks in the drunk drawer? Do I need to shred those? Can I just normal throw them away? It's like little things that have popped up like that that ends up me popping them on the counter and then just Googling it later on for fear of shame asking the people in my life the way I'm doing here. So it's just all of these little things pop up. But Jenny, to your point, while I don't have a significant other to bark at, I've been the worst version of myself to whoever I've been around, like 
borderline road rage every time I drive to Goodwill, when I see people <laughs> out in public, I, I like find myself getting pissed off at people for doing exactly what I'm doing. Like I drove by a smoothie place today and it was too crowded for me to stop into on the way back to this podcast. And I was like, what the fuck are all these people doing out in the middle of the day <laughs> having smoothies as I am out in the middle, in the middle of the, of the day, day watching a smoothie. So again, nothing I do is rational right now. I'm a monster. Well, Did you I, get the me... ch- check answer, Mike? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with the old? Child? I have carried all of my checkbooks with yeah. me. They're just with me. Well, we you have... Have, I shred uh, when when we moved. I shredded all the old checks. So damn, you can afford one of those. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, Everybody, everybody's gonna get a shredder. Mike, Mike, you all, Mike, you also have kind of eschewed everybody helping you, right? Because you didn't want to bring any. You had a lot of friends that said they would help you, but you didn't want any part of that. I just. I don't know how to explain the organizing process that I have going on. It's like inside your backpack that you travel with. It's a system of chaos that usually only makes sense to you. And right now what's going on inside my home is a system of chaos that only makes sense in my brain. And I don't want to have to try and articulate to someone else. And silence is just really easy to operate in this. Like I can choose human interaction at my own speed on these days and I can outsource it. And then for the rest of time, I can just sit in here and like, I have listened to every Taylor Swift album at least five times through in the last (laughs) three or four days. It is the only thing it anyone, if you're going through a time where you need to just mindlessly do some shit, throw on lover. It is a great salve for anything that ails you. Is it is it fair to say because Sydney and Ben uh, at the taping of this all your shit in South Bend is now making its way to your first uh, home purchase in Arizona as Ben is going to start med school at Mayo Clinic uh, in July. So uh, is I got to believe packing is going to be is more stressful than unpacking, right? Because even though Sid and Ben, you guys have a lot of shit coming your way to unpack. Honestly, Ben might get mad at me for this. I feel like I carry us in terms of packing and unpacking. Like I, I handle most of it and you, he just kind of does his office, like no offense, but you kind of just take care of your office. And I prefer it that way. I'm like with my, like, I don't want anyone really helping me pack up. I don't really want help unpacking because I don't know where the fuck I'm going to put all this stuff. Like I just need to figure it out on my own time. So like you, you didn't really do that much packing, did you? No, except your stuff. Yeah. Except my stuff. Ben, do you have a rebuttal on that? Yeah. um, First of all, I would agree in part that Sydney is definitely like Mikey in which she picks and chooses which social interactions she wants to have. But the problem is now we're married and we live together. So we kind of have to do this together. Well, you don't, you never want to like, (laughs) no, I'm not. I'm just saying like, it's something I prefer to do. And he's always like, he was at work. He was busy last time. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just do it. Sorry. I'm working. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, shaming work, shaming me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very ugly of you said. Wow. So the, the, Jenny and Jake said it, nothing tests a relationship quite like a move. What would be the other things that you think are the biggest tests of a relationship? Because I think Mikey A texted me these and I would posit these ideas. Number one would be moving. Number two would be a trip to Ikea, or I would say any sort of <laughs> furniture or appliance store. Together. I say shopping in general is just not good. Dad, by wait, the way, Dad hates Home Depot with me. I, I, by the way, quickly on Ikea, 
the greatest carts there are, all four wheels independently move. You can you can slide them sideways and go forward, backward, sideways at an angle. Phenomenal. Love a good cart. Love a good cart. Shout out yeah. to carts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. There you go. I say out. shopping in general is something like, uh, at least for Ben and I, because Ben and I like physically shop in very different ways. Like going into Lululemon, <laughs> he, he knows what he needs to get. He needs to get a pair of shorts. He needs to get a shirt. He grabs it. He goes to the counter. I'm like, I want to yep. touch everything. That's the like, last resort. Like if they don't have it online or yeah. don't have a pickup option. But do you, then, do yeah. you shop at the grocery store differently too? Like I like to walk through the aisles and see what's new and what's, and Dad was like, what's on the list? And just goes right to the list and then leaves. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Efficient, yeah efficiency I, is king. Yeah. I operate basically on autonomous instinct when I'm inside the grocery store because I know the things that I need. And so I just move right from one of those to the other. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Ben and Dad on that. Peak efficiency inside the grocery store and then going into the airport through security are the two places I pride myself Ooh, on. Oh, that that's a good one. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There, there was a meme going around a day that was basically like, I want to go through TSA and be celebrated by my peers for my efficiency. I want everyone to be so awed by how quickly I move through that line and process that they will write songs and <laughs> And it's so true. Oh. Every time, every time I want someone to start a stopwatch when I get in line at obviously pre-check because I'm not going to put myself through that hell, but start a stopwatch (laughs) and then time me because I promise you right now, now that we've come back from the pandemic and are traveling more, I'm back in my groove. I'm hitting my Dougie on this shit. I do the same thing. I will tell you that the two times that I most appreciate somebody else being efficient is when they're in line in front of me at security and when they're in line in front of me at the self-checkout at the supermarket. Yes. When you yeah. are the person that goes through really quick, I, I tip my hat to you. Yes. Thank you for being quick. And like, that's what you should. I think you owe it to your fellow man to go and be efficient in these spots. The other thing, the other place where I think that applies is when you are the pedestrian in a crosswalk and it's getting towards like a green light or someone's got a right on red option. Like you're, you're a flesh, you're a little flesh and they're a two ton iron death pony. Why do you think your right of way should protect you from whatever might befall you? Like, don't be an asshole, show them a little bit of effort. It's like when you're out in the football field, don't kill grass, let's jog to the next drill. Let's get a little movement in here and not hold everybody up in traffic. Let's talk crosswalks for a minute here. There's something about crosswalks that pissed me off too. In a low traffic area, when somebody pushes the button to put the, the the street crossing sign on when they could literally just wait walk for across. one car to go by yeah, and right. walk yes. across yes. the street. Yes. You're an asshole. Just yes. wait. <laughs> yes, because they because most of those people that do that too, they don't even wait. They'll go. They'll, they'll at, go. They push the button they, and then they walk. They walk. Go anyway. So we're all yeah. standing there and yeah. that asshole already walked by. Right. And like also give us a slight jog like you care. Little like, knees to chest. Little knees to chest. Yeah. yeah. Little knees to chest. Just like fake fake an arm pump. Like do the lineman trot where you just move a little bit upper body. (laughs) I don't need you to really get a huge knee angle for me. I just need it to look like it matters to you. Because I'm like you guys. If there's a car that's getting ready to turn, I'll wave them on and go behind them. Like I understand they've got places to go and I'm walking. So clearly I've made a decision that getting to this place in a timely manner is not something that is a value part of this situation. Yeah, even even if they say no no you go at least you've had the eye contact and you made the gesture to let them go if they wanted to but quickly back to the self-checkout we just went through this the other day i i get 
I did everything right. I did everything right. And the freaking five times and, the guy the had freaking, to come help. Freaking sales associate start fucking thing starts blinking. And I did nothing wrong. So that hacks me off. When I'm bagging correctly, I'm I'm putting the barcode, I'm bagging barcode, all of a sudden, eh, light starts flashing. I gotta wait for the, you know, the 16-year-old to come over so I can continue to do my own <laughs> shit. Really hacks me off. You have Gotta to give it a second to weigh. Whatever. You have, to, you have to know your store too. Like Target's self-checkout is very different than like Stop and Shop or oh. the grocery store. You gotta you gotta be patient with like the weighing. Jenny's right yes. there, like taking the like how many apples you have in your bag. Like right. you gotta give it a second. Yeah. yeah. Patience, if you bring uh, your own bags, you have to take the first item because it it doesn't always register. Like it thinks there's an item there with the first bag, yeah. so you have to put. The first bag down while you put the first item into the yeah, bag. Yeah, see, so. didn't, didn't then be a sign there that says that because I'm efficient, okay, and and it, and I get penalized for it, which is bullshit. This reminds this reminds me. Keep your heart right down, bud. Keep your heart yeah. right down. All right, keep, cool it, cool it. This this reminds me when Dad used to go ape shit at the kiosks in the airport when people would be waiting in line to get helped when there was open kiosks. He'd walk in without breaking stride from coming in from the parking garage kiosk. There's open kiosks right there. Are you gonna use that? I mean, it's what they're there for, right? If there's an open kiosk and you're in the front of the line, it's your response. It's just like if you're first in a red light. Right, whether it's a turning uh, a signal or not, you have a responsibility. Get off when the light turns, or you're fucking everybody up behind you. Especially on an arrow, those things don't last forever. So if you're eighth in line on the arrow and you get some doo doo that goes first, that takes that hesitates, you're screwed. Right, you're screwed. You have a responsibility when you're first in line at a light. If I see Mike put the bag down and I'm behind him, I'm going, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yes, I gotta, yes. I gotta, I gotta, this fucking guy. He put the bag down before he scanned. What is happening? Wrong. What's next? You're going to try and walk through security with your shoes on? Get the oh. fuck out of here. Oh, man. It's just like understand where you are. My favorite, though, is the people that walk up to the front of the TSA pre-check line that aren't pre-checked and have to do the that walk. That fucking oh, pisses yeah. me yeah. off. Walk of shame. off. Yeah. That pisses walk me shame. off. They're like, yeah. well, why can't I go through? Because you don't have the fucking checks. So get out of the way. <laughs> and Sid, you like, are just I'm, like me. Yeah, I am I'm sympathetic that. when they're like elderly people right. who really don't understand right, it. But right, right. if you're like a young person who I perceive like in my same sort of like wavelength and you, see, you appear to be of sound mind and body and you can't digest that simple direction, then what are we doing here, man? This is all a, like a very like overwrought way of saying be an aware citizen when you're out right. in public. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like we're all Agreed. going back. Head on a swivel. World. Yes. Have your head on a swivel, man. Yeah. You don't want to get clipped in the process. Now, so true. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, okay. Now that I've gotten all of my packing bitching out of the way, we need to weigh in on what I think is going to be the most important part of this top uh, podcast today. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. <clears throat> very big disagreement in the world of Jake and Jenny. Now, for context, Jenny, we're about you know a month out from your due date here. So we're at the height of pregnancy. You yep. are currently, because of that, not drinking. You guys hosted a beer Olympics this past weekend. And so I just want yep. everyone to have that context and background to this situation. And what we are going to do is we are going to, sorry in advance, court this, where each of you are going to be allowed to present your side of the argument in what is now going to be known as the great cookie incident of 2022, where there were reportedly gift cookies brought over to this beer Olympics for Jake and Jenny from Levain Bakery. In She's New already York. shaking her head though. There are three cookies in this box and it has ended with Jenny believing that she was wronged and that Jake ate all three cookies without her while Jake maintains that Jake and Jenny shared the cookies at one point and she was able to get hers and none of this is really a big deal. So I don't want to color the analysis on this really any more than that. So uh, first up, I would like to welcome to the stand Jake Golick to present his side. <laughs> uninterrupted, um, uninterrupted. Uninterrupted, Jenny, you will have your time. Shouldn't we yeah. hear from the plaintiff first? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't we, should we hear from the plaintiff first? Yeah, yeah. So I think we should hear from the yeah. plaintiff first, yes. Yeah. All right. That's me? Is that me? Yeah. yeah. You are the plaintiff. <laughs> yeah. Is that me? Sorry, I'm moving. Okay. So All yes, right. we hosted Beer Olympics this past weekend. I was a good sport uh, about Jenny, it. Jenny, please state your name for the court first. Um, yeah. This is Jenny Golick. Do you have a middle name? Jenny Ann. Ann. Okay. Well, I'd say you got to state your full name then. Jenny Ann Golick. All right. Do you swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? So help you God. I was a good sport this weekend. Um, we did have beer Olympics. Like you said, I wore a ref shirt. I, um, obviously was sober. So keep in mind that the other half of this argument is not necessarily coming from a sober mind. Um, one of the participants brought now everybody brought us stuff, right. But one of the participants bought a small box of three cookies and she brought them inside and she said, I wanted to bring you these. And I said, Oh my gosh, I love Levain bakery. And she said, because I think you're a great sport for hosting beer Olympics and having to be sober. So I brought you these, I brought you these. And I said, okay, thank you. I was so excited. I put them away. I couldn't wait. Cause it was like kind of setting up for like a Sunday night situation. And obviously I was going to share with Jake, but Jake and I had not discussed this. There were plenty of other desserts brought. And that evening he went into bed and he had a cookie, which was fine. And I said, okay, no, we got, I didn't even acknowledge it. Cause you know what? I had the next day. Um, the next day he was eating another cookie and he said, don't worry. There's another one in there. And I said, okay. And I'm thinking already to myself, like kind of selfish, but you know, <laughs> well, I was willing to let it go. 
And so I set myself up, you know, when you're just looking forward to it, you know, you set your day up of eating. I couldn't wait till after dinner. I even had the tear off of the um, paper towel to heat it up for like the 15 to 16 seconds. And I pull it out and it's a peanut butter cookie. And I don't like peanut butter. Um, and I just looked at him and he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, but we had that one we shared. Like he immediately goes saying like, we had that one we shared. We never shared a cookie ever. He ate two in bed by himself. It actually ended up turning into a pretty much bigger fight. So the cookie is kind of like a precursor to, I want you to want to do the dishes type fight. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, it spirals. I get it. So it yeah. totally spiraled into, then he didn't know what to do. And I told him, I, you, I said, don't go out and get me something. You'll know when the time is right. The next morning there were donuts. And I said, what are these for? And he's like, are you gaslighting me right now? <laughs> it turned into this whole thing. I said, I told you last night, you'll know when the time is right. Don't just go out and get a random thing. So then I'm texting the staff to Jake, bring you donuts. And they're like, no, it must've been a peace offering for you. And so, Wait, I mean, he staff, knew he was the wrong. Staff, the staff knew about the cookie incident. I, I went into work. Everyone's like, I heard about the cookies. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so there were three I, different kinds of cookies. Am I getting- two, two chocolate chip, one peanut butter. Gotcha. All right. So Jenny, are, are you, all right. So that is, like that is stated your case. That is the plaintiff. Yeah. Okay. I'll let Jake go. Jenny has stated her case. This is now uh, Jake Golick, who will be defending himself. Uh, Jake, please state your name for the court. Jacob Kenneth Golick. Um, a, a, a crucial factor that Jenny left out in this situation <laughs> is that each cookie was individually wrapped in brown paper, not transparent brown paper. So I assumed, first of all, the cookie that we split, yes, I was drunk, might have smoked a little weed. I don't quite remember if we split the cookie or not. In my mind, we split the cookie. Apparently, we did not split the cookie. Okay. So I figured if the night I was drunk, I had a chocolate chip cookie. The next morning, I had a chocolate chip cookie. I assumed that the third one in the box was also going to be a chocolate chip cookie. Ended up not being the case. To me, does not seem like my fault. Could not see. Assumed two out of three, probably the third one's chocolate chip. Another fact that she left out of the situation is I apologized. (laughs) (laughs) Order! Order! Jenny, I will hold you in contempt. Yeah. (laughs) It was a soft soft apology on the night that it happened a soft apology what do you and mean by soft apology what do you mean by soft apology like hey like i'm i'm sorry you know my bad like i, I wasn't really sorry like i said do you want me to go out and get you something to make it up to you she said no don't go out don't get me anything also laying everything out on the table jen is what we were having what we refer to in this house as a big belly day jen was feeling big Okay, so <laughs> it was. What am I wrong? It was a big belly. Day. No, it was a big. That also plays a crucial you part told, into you this told whole me, story. You told me that day you had fat kneecaps. Yeah, I did. Okay, so when you say 
don't when you say I have fat kneecaps, don't go get me something. And then she comes into bed and says, you know, you didn't even try to get me something. <laughs> I just want to say you can't. Drink, I, Jenny. Whoa, you can't. Whoa. You can't Are yet. you done? No, I'm not done yet. We're not even <laughs> the next day yet. <laughs> well, the next day is a separate thing. No, the next day is not a separate thing. It's all together. I tried to make amends. The morning I woke up, I had to go check in with our staff first thing in the morning, you know, in the, in the five o'clock hour. So after I left the studio, I went straight to a, a great donut shop named, named Kane's Donuts, about 20 minutes away from our house, and grabbed Jenny two donuts. And I thought, great way for her to get out of bed. Couple donuts, waiting for a good to go, like tough night last night. Get it all squared away with a couple of good donuts. And then, like she said earlier, she wakes him and goes, what are these donuts doing here? And I'm like, motherfucker, like you, you just you nailed me to the cross last night because I didn't leave you a cookie. And now I'm giving you donuts. You're not talking right now. So. I guess I guess that's I guess that I'm a little that was I was speechless there. I'm still speechless now, even thinking about it. We talked that out, but regardless, apparently I'm. Wait, wait, wait. Now. I have women on this podcast, okay. which really does help me because yeah, I, my, one my. of his parts of his argument when I he, when he said was he you were having a big belly day anyway, which like whoa, like that's, that's a trigger. Not, Yes. Like, don't use that as a trigger not to try to make it up to me because you're like, well, you know, she felt fat anyway. Probably good. I ate the cookie like the cookies were brought for me and that just turned into a whole other thing. But he made it about himself at first. And then, yeah, I said to him, I said, no, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. That's not the point. You, you know, but you also, didn't try. You also like, you texted me. Try. You reiterated when I was laying in bed and said, don't go get me anything. Yeah, and because you, you didn't try. Seconds. You looked at me and knew I was upset. Instead of trying to fix the issue, he said, well, you were having a big belly day anyway, and then just went <clears throat> to bed. And I was sitting on the couch like, so I went and cut myself some watermelon and ate it next to him in bed out of spite to be like, you're right. I was having a big belly day, but that doesn't give you a right to eat my fucking cookie. And it wasn't brown paper that it was wrapped in. I will happily go to Levain Bakery and I will take a picture of what. I'll happily go to the trash right now. No, it's trash day happened. Oh, okay. Um, what what are you saying? It looked like, or what paper was it in? It's like Jen? Parchment paper. It's brown parchment paper. It wasn't brown. It's fucking brown. brown. I, can't, I can't. Wait a minute. I will, I will go Jenny, Jenny, can you see through it? Partially. Okay. Could you see through it enough to tell what kind of cookie it was? Yes. Ooh. According to who? Go, I, I told you I will go to Levine and I will get the same three cookies. I bet you will. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jenny, if you really wanted a cookie that bad, could you have not just bulldogged through some of the chocolate or the peanut butter one? No. I really let, don't like peanut butter and chocolate right, together. Let, I know let, that's crazy. Let me so ask, did he get all three? Yeah. Does, does <laughs> that's Jake, fucked up. Does Jake know that you do not like peanut butter cookie? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. That, you so, know what? That does say quite a bit, doesn't it? What? That was an honest mistake. Obviously, I would not have left you a double chocolate peanut butter cookie okay. if I had not. Okay, but oh. after the fact, you didn't try to go get me another cookie, even though I said no. You didn't really look me in the eye and say, I'm sorry. Like, it, that was the biggest thing for me is it was a half-ass apology and you didn't really try. 
And it was like, like Mikey, I know you've read this book. So it turned into like, you don't even know what my love language is. Like literally, <laughs> I told Jake, oh he had God. to read the love language book to understand what I wanted. And Jake was like, I'm not reading a fucking book. <laughs> You could believe that. Yeah, there's a real stunner. All right, so so who uh, in the group uh, wants to uh, go first with what they think of this? Uh, Sydney or Ben, would you like to chime in? You want to go first? Sure. I mean, this sounds like uh, something that we've been we've been a part of maybe a few times. Maybe not blown up to this big of a proportion, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sympathetic towards Jake's position finding myself on the uh on the the bad side of a hormone induced rage okay that's fucked up <laughs> that's me she's growing his child i know what we're doing next week <laughs> oh ben is your judgment going for jake um I mean, what's the what's the count? Is Jake guilty of eating all the cookies and not leaving Jenny any purposefully? I'm, I'm guilty if, if that's the charge. I am guilty of eating all three. Right. It's just was he wrong for eating all of them? I guess like they were technically her cookies. Right. I think I think Jenny should have gotten two out of the three. So I agree. I'm I'm gonna take Jenny's side on this. But Jake was inebriated when he ate one. Yeah, that's no Jake, that's not a good excuse for anything. Jake, Jake she, do you do you plead him. not guilty or do you plead insanity? Because you were high at the time, so you were not of sound decision making here and you could plead insanity. I'm kind of looking for a no contest here. Like I'm looking uh, just kind of for charges to be dropped here. Like I'm kind of just it was don't a, you think you should have tried to make so, me something or get so me like, something? Here, here's that's where I'm gonna go. Okay. I, I am going to say a couple of things. Being inebriated certainly didn't help. But and, and I can see where the first two donuts were chocolate chip. You assume the third one was a chocolate chip. But cookie. I also co cookie. But I also agree with Ben that you probably should have left her two and you had one given her state. The biggest mistake, and I've learned this over years, is you should not have asked, can I go get you something? You should have just gone and got something. You should have just went out on your own, whether it was to get donuts, whether it was to get fudge. I don't give a shit what it was. It should have just been go out and get something. <laughs> the only even, thing even, even on a big belly day. Well, that's yes. it. That's the only thing. Like, that, that puts me that in, in a scary. conundrum here. But yeah, because you just spent time. But I, I did tell Jake after the fact, do what you think and then do the other thing too. Yeah. Like cover yourself. Like you're in that month window where every. Just like, at least you could say, I went and got, got you something. something. She, she could have then yelled at you and said, I have a big deal. I don't want anything. We would have sided with you and said, well, you just went out on your own and you tried to make up for it. So that would be the biggest thing I would say in that situation that you should have done. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. Jenny should have. I think Jenny should have gotten either all three cookies or a majority of the cookies because they technically were gifted to her. And I also side with her that a half-ass like apology just <laughs> just really sends you through the fucking roof. So I, I'm going to take Jenny's side. I that. will side with him though if I ate two of the cookies and they were the same. If if you couldn't really see them, I would, I would assume the third they was the a chocolate same. chip. But it's also I, Jenny's cookies, so she should have had two of the three. Yeah. Okay, I, to that I, to that to that end, then I my my bank account pays for all the credit cards in the family. So should I put Jenny on her own credit cards? 
Ooh. That's not true. We work oh, together, bro. <laughs> Put down the shovel. Oh, oh Jake. <laughs> what you, Jake, what are you doing? Put down the shovel, man. If you were the breadwinner, that, that would be one fucking thing. Oh, my. You want to tally up oh, no. the hours? Oh, oh, oh shit. Jacob. Oh, my God. Jacob, what are you doing? Don't you guys have the same job? Yeah, we do, oh, the, really? we do the same thing, yeah. Hey, Mike, what are you going to say? Dude, Mike, the sweat oh, I just accumulated. <laughs> Well, I, no, I was I was just gonna say I I'm genuinely surprised that Jake and Jenny, being as like fat of taste as they are, didn't immediately look to see what kind of cookies were given to them. Like, point. I figured like standard operating procedure when you get a box of donuts or treats of any kind is to do a full inspection of that's true. What do we have here yeah. take stock yeah. of what we've got so we understand and can distribute accordingly. <laughs> that's where I'm really going to err on the well. Everyone was messed up in this situation. The alcohol, the intoxication, clearly. Good point. Little, Jenny, yeah. I am a little surprised that you didn't look being sober in that moment and being so excited about these. Sure. I'm a little stunned that you didn't look to see the types there. Yeah, I guess I just was a gift for me. So I just kind of put it in my cabinet and was like, awesome. This is Jake, a gift for Jake, me. Did you know it was a gift for her? Silence speaks loud. I love how words. Jenny is looking at Jake, shaking her head. I love yes. how he's silent. Jake, like, what did I, I put it, in the freezer that you ate? Oh, wait a minute. Let me let Jake before you start ripping it was, me. It was stated as a gift for Jen. Okay. But obviously uh, I was gonna share with him. Like, right, I mean, we right, didn't right. I'm we didn't discuss it, but right. I mean like like even if it was stated as a gift for Jake, the, the object would have been to share. You sure. guys were, yes. were to share. Yes. Now, sure. what are you trying to rip me for? I put something in the freezer in Arizona. I tucked it underneath like the dog food. And you ate it. What was it? Did it have your name on it? The dog food? Yeah. <laughs> the frozen dog she food. She tried to hide it from tried... me. No, so maybe no. I was teaching you a lesson. Oh, it was whoopie pie. And we oh, I thought, all... it, was the, it, was I thought it was the Ben's yogurt thing. No, it was the whoopie pie. Oh, Ben's yogurt. That's a really good topic. Yeah. Really I, good no, topic. it's not. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my it just God. Like with... <sighs> Closing argument. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Here's your, make your closing argument, Jen. And then we got to get a ruling because yeah, right. we have Ben's brain buster. We have Mikey A's mind melder and yes. we have uh, a lot of things to promote. Right. I mean, we can move right along. I mean, I got what I wanted from the rest of How you. How about we so. just take a vote? Who votes for Jake? Who votes for Jenny? All right. So this is Jake pleads not guilty to the crime of being a dick in this situation. <laughs> um, so we've got a jury of six people right now. So, uh, Jury, you want it? We'll uh, deliberate a little bit here. Um, deliberating, deliberating, deliberating. Um, all right, uh, Mikey A, uh, who's your vote for? Uh, I can forgive the first cookie. I can forgive not knowing the third chocolate chip. I can't forgive the second cookie. Guilty. All right, we have one vote of guilty, Sydney. Guilty. Ben? Not guilty. Mom? I'd be that hung juror, I'd like because it's if there's like murder and manslaughter, I would say it was manslaughter and not murder. There wasn't the intent. To, still going to, to jail. Yeah, still going to jail, uh, but a lesser crime then. I, I agree. I would be guilty of a lesser crime. Yeah. So of a lesser crime. Yeah. So maybe not a dick on purpose. That's what yeah. I would guess. I yeah. would say. All right, so we have Jake um, by a jury of your peers. Um, the verdict is in. You are declared an accidental dickhead in this situation. <laughs> but you okay. should have apologized. Perfect. 
Yeah. Can you accept that, Jake? I can accept that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, I'm cool with that. So your sentence your sentence is uh, one wholehearted <laughs> apology and a month's probation. Okay. In a trip to Levain Cookies when the time's right. There you go. You can get them shipped. Yeah, yes, there we go. My Reese, you can get them shipped. She, yeah. she, 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 she wants though. them fresh. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. <laughs> They're always. That's what an oven is for. Yeah. Uh-huh. They stay hot for so long. All right. Uh-huh. All right. That was good. Uh, good court case there. Uh, now that we have uh, buried everyone's brains and mush for all of that, it's time to two bouts of intelligence here. So. We've got Ben's Brain Buster, which is our normal trip to academia, where Ben is going to school us on something that he has learned for this week's podcast. And then we've got a bonus fact that Mikey A has teased for us, which will now affectionately be dubbed Mikey A's Mind Melder. So we will start with the tradition (laughs) of the Brain Buster here. Uh, Ben, do you have something for us this week? Yes, sir. So uh, as many of you will know, we just wrapped up six months living with our now in-laws. Uh, it was a great time. Best time ever. Um, but one of one of the worst times, one of the worst things about living with them is having Mike Senior wake up every morning, dump some Metamucil and some emergency in a cup, swirl it around, down it in one, slam his uh, glass on the on the countertop and say, "Covid's gone for another day, guys." <laughs> Oh my, yes, my dad, my dad claimed in a house full of people that had come down with COVID and he was the one that did not have the virus because of this beverage. Yes. Exactly right. Uh, so we later he, found he, out he had COVID. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the short of the story, but it got me thinking a little bit about vitamin C and uh, like, that's a big deal. And I know that there's a little bit of controversy about, does it, is it prophylactic against common cold, bacterial infections. I think the short answer is no. I think that's a myth. And I looked up or I I came across in this wonderful book that I'm reading, The Body by uh, uh, Bill Bryson, where the origin of the myth started. It was from a very famous two Nobel Prize winning chemist called uh, named Linus Pauling. He said that he was the one that first popularized the myth that taking massive doses of vitamin C were effective against colds, flus, and even some cancers. And he actually maintained, he was taking up to 40,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily. So like 40 emergency packets a day <laughs> oh my God. dosage. And he said he, that kept his prostate cancer at bay for 20 years. And I, I guess well, he was pretty influential back in his day. So I'm assuming that that's where it all took off. Um, but, uh, He's, so is that pretty, wrong? He's is, pretty wrong about that. Yeah. So so he, yeah. he should get a Nobel Prize taken away. He has two of them. I mean, and he's wrong about it, that. not for his work on vitamin C. <laughs> I guess not. I guess. But not. like the orange more, juice more like thing? Bell. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But yeah, like. But like ever since Ben and I started dating, and I would several several studies showed that. I'll shut the fuck up. Sorry. Vitamin yeah. C yeah. ahead of an infection does not prevent stave off the common cold in the now it, ben, it may reduce the symptoms a little bit but ben once i know have- what it means but just for like jenny and my dad and jake what does prophylactic mean taking something ahead of time for protection against uh, uh some sort of malady some sort of bad thing happening on happening like wearing a condom yeah. yeah condom yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the only thing that we prophylactic all... rubbers. Yes. Condom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, now that you said that, there's what are a, those? 
there's a cough drop out called Colby's and it says reduces your cold by two days. How can they prove that? Who knows how long your cold was going to last though? I mean, generally probably like three to five days. So if you get a group of people, you have a control group and they all get the, the cold and like the average day is like five. And then you give them something like zinc, for example, and, or, or vitamin <coughs> C when you have an onset of cold symptoms and then the, the average age of their cold symptoms lasts like three days, then you're like, oh, okay, there's a little bit of a reduction there. Maybe our if, things what, work. What if people's bodies are just different and their cold time is just right? Varied? But if you get if you get a large enough sample size, you can probably you would come down with a pretty good average. Okay. So yeah. should I stop taking my mixture? Or is no, my no, mixture? no. I think I mean the, you do it. You do whatever you want with your water soluble vitamins. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not harming you in any way. Oh, well, that's not. good and, to and know. And if you and if you like it and it's uh and it's a placebo for you, go for it. A placebo for me. Okay. There you go. The mind is a strong instrument. But Ben would get so mad, like when we started dating and like, I wouldn't feel good. Like the first few times I got sick when we were dating and I'm like, can you get me some orange juice? He's like, that shit's fake. Like, that's not going to help you. And it would make me so mad. No, that is. You, you said it's not going to help you. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Okay. He did. He did. He said it's not going to help. Ben has learned to just not answer. It's a smart thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. One All month right. into marriage, and this is where we're at. Yes. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. As you've seen five years into your future, and then almost 35 years into your future, it doesn't really change much. Nope. It doesn't. No, it no. does not. No, it does not. Um, so Ben yeah. has made us smarter in the traditional sense. Mikey A, you said that you had a fact for us at the top of the podcast. Mikey A's so, mind melder, the first of its kind. Yeah. So um, three years ago, we were treated to this it's moment. Can you hear this? This is oh, yeah. Mike singing. This was tweeted out. You can find it on Mike's uh, Mike's Twitter feed. That was and yeah. At, that was me singing "Nice and Slow" by Usher. Uh, yes. And at the end of it, do you remember the last thing you said? I uh, want I, to check the birth records nine months from here. Oh. Well, I did that. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Stop. I went back and I looked at the numbers and Mike, there was an almost 20,000 baby uptick. Wow. From eight months to nine months from that song. And I just want to, there are 20,000 lives that owe it all to you right now. And I just wow. think we, we need to celebrate you right now for that. Awesome. Wow. It's wow. just, wow. First off, Mike EA, incredible research yeah. yes. into this topic. But second off, man, the notion that there were people around because that was the last segment of our show. So that was about 9.51 a.m. Eastern on June 6th of 2019. The thought that people were sitting around at their home, like taking their morning coffee and heard me belting that out and just looked at each other and went like... Let's get it on. Let's let's get you up wanna? in each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From 283,000 February of 2020, which would have been eight months, to 302,000 in March, which would have been nine months later. Wow. Congratulations, no, Mike. No, nice. no, wow. no, no prophylactics out there. <laughs> the prophylactics wow. were compromised that day. They were. We have wow. All right. I have officially got people out here fucking. That's awesome. Oh, come <laughs> on. All right. Oh God. My God. If, if only it worked for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my God. Oh my Incredible. God. All right. Mikey A, 
Bring nice, some research on the podcast. Well nice. Exceptional. Well Exceptional. Done. Well done. All right. Well, now that we have gotten through all of the shenanigans, we do actually have something of value to offer everyone at the end of this podcast. So as we've noted a couple of times on here through the course of the last few podcasts, the Golick family, uh, the Golick subpar classic, our family's golf tournament back in South Bend, Indiana, June 26th and 27th to benefit a group of four charities locally in the South Bend area is coming up. And we realized that not everyone can make it there. That's why we have the t-shirts that are still available for purchase. The Golik Subpar Classic shirts that are on the website, goliksubparclassic.com that you can check out. We've got that way you can be involved. We're going to have the silent auction that is going to be up the week of the event where people are going to be able to bid on the many great auction items we have. But we also have a special treat that you can bid on right now. It is an auction that goes till June 18th. So as of the recording of this podcast, this is June 7th, and it runs through June 18th. Mom, do you want to tell the people what they have a chance to bid on here? Do you have the information? Because I have it here as well, if you don't. Dad, Dad I, has I, it. I have so it. So what, we, what you can bid on right now is two front row tickets to Billy Joel, who was playing at the Notre Dame Stadium on June 25th. Two front row tickets to that. And the next day, Sunday the 26th, uh, the Golic Subpar Classic, we have our night on the green. We have the big party. We have entertainment. Uh, that's going on. You get two VIP passes to that as well. Also, it includes a two-night stay at the Morrison, which is the prime uh, hotel right on campus. It is the main hotel. It's lovely. There, it is phenomenal. So two front front row tickets to Billy Joel on June 25th, two VIP pack passes to the Golic Subpar Night on the Green, the 26th, and it includes two nights at the Morris Inn on the Notre Dame campus. Again, the auction closes Saturday, June 18th. Awesome. So make sure you check that out. Um, we have all retweeted it, but you can check out at Golik Subpar on Twitter for all the information around the tournament, the link on where to be able to go and bid on this item. So again, that auction item, the bidding closes on June 18th. So it is next Saturday on Father's Day weekend that that bidding will close. And if you're not on Twitter, it's GolikSubparClassic.com. You can find the information there too. Yep. So you can check that out. A great opportunity to get out there, stay at the best hotel on Notre Dame's campus and check out an awesome Billy Joel concert in Notre Dame Stadium right up in the front row and then have VIP access and the kickoff party on the green the next bright the next night. There is going to be tons of former Notre Dame players there. A lot of the current Notre Dame staff is going to be by there, I'm sure. There'll be great food and beverage, so definitely check that out. Awesome chance for you to help and get a really cool experience in return. So very excited for everyone's opportunity on that. All right, only one way to wrap this up. Dad, do you have some would you rathers I got one for you. What? Oh, One, just one. Oh. Well, well, we went kind of long. I, you know, I, I don't want to bog everybody down. This is very, very simple. Would you rather be in jail for five years or in a coma for 10 years? So jail, obviously, you're living every single day in jail, knowing what's going on. And in a coma, we'll say in a coma, you're not you don't realize what's going on. You're not just laying there knowing everything around you. You're just in a coma for 10 years and you wake up 10 years later. Jail. Or would you, or would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma and all of a sudden you wake up and it's 10 years later? 
jail because at least people could like visit me and shit. So, and like, if you go, if you like are in a coma for 10 years and you wake up and you found someone like died, like that's depressing. I've also heard in comas too, like you're basically aware, or at least sometimes it's so, the case. So that, I, I'm saying in this one, you're not. I, I, because okay, I'm you just you. nap and it's 10 years later. You just close your eyes and open them and it's 10 years later because I'm, I'm not putting that on anybody. I, I think everybody would choose jail then. So mm-hmm. no, you have no recollection of what's going on. You just wake up 10 years later. I'm still going jail. 10 years gone is a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Because like like Sydney said, you might have to process like a lot of grief all at once. And everything's changed in jail. I could theoretically learn a new skill. I can but remember, remember, myself. jail can, you know, things can dicey. happen in jail where it could be a pretty dicey situation, you know, in jail every day for five years. I'm taking I'm my just, chances. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm counting jail. on my ability to navigate that situation a little more than like basically a 10-year dirt nap. I mean, you know, Mikey, yeah, you'd probably go for a lot of packs of cigarettes, you know, in jail. So I might, I might pay a lot of packs of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Mikey, yeah, what do you pick? What do you pick? Him? Oh, jail, jail. Ben? Five years, jail. five years yeah. is too long. Ben, jail, jail, Chris, jail. Boy, that's I, I almost thought right of, right out of the gate. I said coma. I'd rather just wake also, up ten too, years like later. Also, too, like ten years later, you have the physical rehab you'd have. Yeah, to go there's through, a lot. Like, I, I'm with like you. Like you haven't walked in ten years. years. You're like yeah. so fucked. Yeah. yeah, that's true. What if, what if you flip flopped? Would it be would it be any different if it was five, five year years coma, coma, ten year jail? I'd go coma for five. I'd go that, coma for five. That's yeah. interesting. That's a nice flip, Jay. So it's really the five yeah. years. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's really yeah. good. It's the last time. time. Yeah. 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 A you decade wake up in and, jail. and Jackson is five years old. Five years old. Yes. Probably has a new dad at that point. <laughs> 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 Who gets the cookies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who knows her love language? Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sydney's basically been in a coma for the last five years anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who, me? Yeah, yeah you. Yeah, you. Oh, no. <laughs> Ben's technically been in jail for the last four years. So. <laughs> I think he, he definitely just started his sentence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's serving a, li- a life yeah. sentence, too. Yes. Ben yeah. just said, I do to a life sentence. Yep. Exactly oh right. God. Classic uh, marriage jokes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just out here marriage goofing. All right. All right. Back to packing. Yes, I am going to go pack. Anyone who is listening still at this point, God help you. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Sorry in advance. Wherever you get your podcast, check out GolicSubparClassic.com. And as always, we're sorry in advance. I'm not.